This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you, you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You're listening to Goodfellas Minute 1. <laughs> I know I'd go from rags to riches If you would only say you care Hey, and welcome to Goodfellas Minute, the only podcast that analyzes the Martin Scorsese film Goodfellas one glorious minute at a time. I'm Ron Richards, and with me is Connor Kilpatrick. Hello. And Josh Flanagan. How you doing? How you doing? I'm not going to do the whole thing (laughs) in that horribly offensive voice. Are you sure? (laughs) Yep. 
I want the letters. I really want them. I know. So for those, this, this is our this first episode. Dangerous. This is our first episode in this new podcast uh, venture. Uh, so we should probably explain to the people exactly what we're doing here. Sure. Uh, this was born somewhat from our friends over at the Star Wars Minute. Not somewhat. They did it. They, <laughs> they much, thought of it. Pretty much exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, like exactly. They, they uh, uh, Alex Robinson and Pete the Retailer uh, have analyzed every minute uh, of the Star Wars original trilogy. Uh, one and, episode for each minute. And you should go back and listen to them if you haven't. They're at StarWarsMinute.com. One of the best podcasts of the last five years. And we said... Well, that was really smart. Why didn't we think of something like that? And then, uh, so we just we ripped said, them off. Well, well, we asked. We asked, we asked, we, asked first. We asked well, I, 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 I went to Manhattan. I had a sit down with Pete and Alex, <laughs> and I said, "Listen, we, we really like the format. We really like this Goodfellas movie. What, what do you say?" And they, and they, they were enthusiastic. They said, "You should totally do it. We totally want to listen to that." So, so that's what we're doing. And yeah. so, if you have never listened to that and you don't know what this is, what we, we, uh, we love this film, Goodfellas, very, very much. And so, we are going to do. One episode, five days a week, <laughs> focusing on <laughs> each minute of the movie Goodfellas. It's a heavy uh, breath there. Directed by Martin Scorsese that was released in 1990. And on top of all that, this past weekend was the 25th anniversary of the release of the movie in theaters. It came out on September 19th, 1990. So we figured uh, when was a better time to start this project than uh, now and celebrate the anniversary by doing a podcast every day for the next four months. <laughs> So, happy anniversary, good fellas, and thank you. But also, who are we? Yes, who are we? Uh, we we also do a podcast over at ifanboy.com where we talk about comic books, but one of the big the big things that frustrated us the most about uh, ifanboy over the past 10 years is that everyone thinks that we live and breathe comic books. When no, in reality, we are well-rounded, well-rounded people with multiple interests, including film. And uh, as much as we love uh, X-Men and Batman and, and whatever Josh reads, we also like uh, <laughs> movies a lot and talk about them a lot. And so this is a fun little thing to do to talk about one of our collective favorite movies that we we quote probably as much as we quote Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is a this is a key glue to our relationship, a personal and pro- professional relationship spanning well over 15 years. Yes. Um, and, and this is one of those things where if you meet a person who knows Goodfellas really well, you know there's something really good about them. Yep. It's unless totally you're that one guy. It's totally a litmus test. Totally. Yeah, <laughs> unless you're that one guy who wrote the New York Post article about <laughs> Goodfellas that said it was because we really want to be horrible people. Yeah. That's actually not the case. No, no, but uh, other than that, it's, it's a great way to say, oh, you know, you know Goodfellas. That's, that's good. So hopefully everybody listening here will, will find some sort of kindred spirits. Uh, yeah. And if you've listened to the comics, I hope you enjoy this. And if you haven't ever listened to the comic stuff because you don't read comics, well, I, I, I can't okay blame you, this. really. Yeah. No, I don't blame you. So I'm, I'm hoping that people I know who don't care about comics will listen and go, hey, you know, you're not bad at that. So let's get into it. Let's um, dive in. Yes. We're, we're lucky that this minute is uh, comprised almost entirely of title cards. Um, so this, so that gives lets us, us talk like this at the beginning. It, it gives us a chance to a talk like this, but also but it just, also combines say, your love, Ron, yeah. of of f- fonts. Well, yeah. Well, well okay. be- before we get uh, to before we get to the fonts, we should set the set the set the stage. As Josh said, the movie Goodfellas came out. Directed by Martin Scorsese, came out September nineteenth, nineteen ninety. Anything about Marty that Marty, little Marty, that we want to talk talk about before we start uh, talking about Marty, the, the fonts? Marty was a devout film student. He knew world cinema he knew the history of cinema and he came at making movies from a very different place than other people did sort of in that that 70s movement um 
where they started making much more real gritty films away from sort of the bright studio films. Uh, you know, he came up with, uh, you know, movies like Mean Streets and, and Raging Bull and, and stuff that were Taxi really driver. borrowing. Taxi Driver. They were borrowing from classic films, and those are all great films. And I was about to say that Goodfellas was like a culmination of it, but really there's a lot of great stuff in here. Um, well, I, well I, think it's, all- I, think, I think it's interesting because, you know, Scorsese spent a lot of the 70s doing those kind of grounded, gritty movies, but then the 80s were – a departure. I mean, if you go back and look sure. at his at his at the movies he did. I mean, the the last movie he did before this was Last Temptation of Christ. <laughs> so think about it. think about that. Just juxt- so yeah. this is this is almost like a return to form for Martin Scorsese after spending ten plus years not doing these kind of movies. Well, it's true. And if you watch if you watch Mean Streets, that's a very raw movie. So then you take all that time between Mean Streets and Goodfellas to see where he gets to the point where he can make something this coherent and masterful is really interesting but those same elements were there from the from the beginning yeah. you know and that that sort of feel of new york city and in taxi driver and and all that stuff so um this really is it's an apex for him uh, it did not win best picture because we're gonna get to that at the end of the queue we're only talking about what happened before just so. uh, just as a history thing hey talking about I, at the end hey because you do not want to start me on that on the oscar I, thing you do not want to start me on that. it so. We're gonna get to it, um, Connor. Anything to add about Martin Scorsese? He's small. He's a small man. I ran, I saw. I once uh, walked out of a movie theater in Manhattan, <laughs> walked through a crowd. And Ron, you were there, I think, for this. No, I wasn't. But you sent me the photo. I remember. Yeah, I, I, I walked I through that. a crowd of people. I couldn't understand why there was a crowd, and it turns out it was Scorsese. And he started walking next to me, and then we ended up taking the escalator together, and then it was awkward. Nice, awkward. But uh, so do you like this escalator? It's a good escalator we're riding on. Yeah, it's good. It goes down. Very, it's very nice. I ended up between him and his people, which was awkward. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, so, so, so let's we, get into the minute. Let's so get with into the, sta- the that's the bolts of it. Yeah, so with the stage set, uh, this minute opens with the Warner Brothers logo as it was uh, released by the Warner Brothers uh, Motion Picture Company. And uh, the minute ends with a shot of three of our main characters, uh, who we'll get to uh, a little later on. Um, but the, entirely, probably about 50 seconds is spent with the opening credits. Um, now, a couple, a couple of things for you. The very simple opening credits of just text on the screen. And Hold then- on. Before you go there, I want to I commit to this. Okay. Let's talk for just one second about that Warner Brothers logo. <laughs> classic. It's cla- the clouds, the WB. Could it be Bugs Bunny? Could it be a mobster? Well, I don't no, know. I think one of the things that you notice is this automatically places us at a time in the past because that yes. Warner shot, uh, that's a paint. That's a painting. Yep. And you can actually see it wobble, which means it was shot with an actual camera. It's crazy. Because a couple of grips holding it up. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, like that's it's like old Ken Burns style where he just yeah. took a film camera and pointed it there, and there's just some motion that takes place. And to me, that says, oh, we're looking at a movie from before digital titles. Yep, yep. Uh, and, it's and- a movie that is that you can touch and feel. Uh, and I, I really like that. That just says, oh, it's from a different time. It's something uh, tactile. Yeah, and so speaking of that, um, I did a little research into it. So the the title uh, the title sequence that happens after the Warner Brothers logo, uh, the font is Helvetica New. So uh, <laughs> of course if you, you if, of course you looked this up. Of those of you, with and an, I love you. Of those with an eagle eye, who's like that looks like Helvetica. It's Helvetica New. N e u e. So keep it. So it's subtle difference. Oh wow! Subtle differences. Um, no, but actually, originally a, a graphic designer named Kyle Cooper was supposed to do the titles, and he was uh, working with Martin Martin Scorsese, and he's uh, his approach was to do 
an opening credit sequence that would be a metaphor for the film, and he was working on stuff and wasn't working out. And actually, in 2009, he gave a lecture to the uh, Design and Art Direction Organization, the DNAD, and he told the story. He said that, uh, and this is a quote, he said, Martin Scorsese one day got tired of us pitching stuff he didn't like, and he said, I like those things that Saul Bass used to do. And Kyle <laughs> Cooper responded, goes, oh, he's in L.A., he's still around, thinking Martin Scorsese maybe thought he was alive or didn't work. So then I got fired. <laughs> and Martin Scorsese picked up the phone and called Saul and Elaine Bass. And Saul Bass of Vertigo, Alfred Hitchcock, all those amazing t- movie title cards, he did the opening credits for this movie. Did you Saul guys know? and Elaine Bass, yes. Yeah, Saul and Elaine Bass. Did you guys know that? or did, was yes. that? I, th- I yeah. think I may have known that at yeah. one point. Fascinating. And it's interesting because yeah. um, in the February 2010 issue of Architectural Digest, Martin Scorsese said uh, he's, he said that I had the honor of working with Saul and Elaine Bass on the title sequences. Each time they would study the film, take a few months, and send us back a test that exceeded my wildest expectations. The simple speeding graphic of the Goodfellas title synced to the sound of speeding cars on an expressway. Well, that's what, what's great about the, the opening credits is that they, they mimic the speed of the film. And we'll, yes. get, we'll get into that later on, but it, they move. They move. The, the, the credit comes in and moves out. It comes in and moves out. And it's all, it's all a rhythm that's really nice. Yeah. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of talk about that, both with editing and, and camera, I think. But it's one of those, you hear that sound, and you know when you're in the other room, oh, Goodfellas is, is playing. Like, it, it's, it's Pavlovian. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it is something, I remember watching it, the first time I ever watched it and just thinking how simple those credits were and how almost deceivingly simple they were. And I, and it was almost like, really, that's it. But as I've gotten older and as I've gotten more into graphic design and fonts and all that sort of stuff, I've realized that it's, it's really elegant. It's really, really elegant. So it's uh, hard to do simple and not have it be, uh, too simple. Yeah. Is there, there's art to it. Um, so, but we also get some some story titling in here. We see it says New York 1970, which is where the story is taking place. And I have a fun fact Ooh, for okay. you about this clip. Uh, just I thought people might who are in, you know younger now and only know a nicer Disneyfied New York might not know that in 1970 New York was a very different place. Ron knows quite. This. I do. Yes, quite. So, just a couple of stats for you. Uh, in 2014, there was a about 8.4 8. million people living in New York, and there was 328 uh, reported murders. Jeez. But in 1970, there was about 7.8 million people, and would you like to guess how many murders there were in 1970? At least 300. At least 300. Yeah. Would you like to guess, Ron? No, I'm not, I'm not good at guessing. 1,444 murders. In oh, my Technically, God. I'm right. Holy cow. <laughs> so this was, this was the age, this was the era of New York that we're looking at in this film. It was a much more violent and... Uh, uh, rougher time. I so. like how they, they said New York. Yeah, right. It it actually wasn't specific, and in this case, like because it's a very New York film. Yeah, uh, and and, and the, the in the clip they show we see a car driving at night on a parkway. I I don't know for sure exactly which parkway this is. Well, they're upstate somewhere. Uh, yeah, if I ha- would have the hazard of guess, I'm going to guess this is the Hutchison. So there you go. <laughs> Because um, yeah. I'm really I, fonts and parkways; those are my two things on the show. Well, I want to. I want to actually just just chat. We we talked about Martin Martin Scorsese, but uh, the first thing is it's an Erwin Winkler film mm-hmm. uh, produced. Uh, just a little background on him: he's a producer from uh, started in the late '60s. Did several movies. He produced the he produced Raging Bull. He produced the Right Stuff. He produced Rocky uh, with his partner. Produced They Shoot Horses, Don't They? And Point Blank from 1967. Don't uh, he was also a director. Yes. He directed The Net, The Lovely. I think enough too, right? My, yes, my life as a house, 
And uh, two De Niro movies right after this, Guilty by Suspicion uh, and The Night in the City. Wow. So, so not you, you, you don't know that name. Not related to the Fonz. Well, and I and I also like I like looking at, going back to what you're saying about Warner Brothers, the Warner Brothers logo, and this being a movie of a different time. I like the simplicity of the credits where it says an Irwin Winkler production. Yes. A Martin Scorsese picture. Picture. Right. And it's, whenever somebody talks about a movie and they refer to it as a picture. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. There's no other studio logos. There's no other production added, companies. Yeah, exactly. There's just, not four, yeah. there's not four production companies yeah. at the beginning. It's a Martin Scorsese picture. It was different yeah. times. They didn't need yeah. four companies to produce the, uh, films. And when it says that this film is based on a true story, you see that wobble again. Yeah. Because it was it was practically shot uh, title. Yeah, and and that's an important note that this is based on a true story, but we're gonna get into that into a future episode. So that's there. There's a tease for you later on. So sure. Um, and Robert. Robert De Niro got title billing. Robert De Niro, Ray Liotta, Joe Pesci, Lorraine Bracco. Lorraine Bracco. And, and, pa- and Paul, Paul Servino. Yep, and Paul Servino. Yeah. Um, and those are, those are your principles. Yeah. Anything I mean, we'll else at this minute? Yeah. Well, the, I mean, the last thing we see in the minute is, uh, is a sort of suspicious uh, uh, Ray Liotta rubbing his eyes, and we see uh, his, his cohorts, Jimmy and Tommy, sleeping. And that's it. What and I do like about one, this minute thunk. Is, is that it punctuates with the thunk. Yes. Yeah, the thunk. Yeah. It's thunk, man, it's over. It's almost like they knew we were doing this. So. <laughs> it's, it, yeah, it, it comes up like that a few times. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So if you want to hear what's thunking in the back of the trunk, stay tuned to, for tomorrow's episode where we analyze the next minute of Goodfellas. Um, Here's the thing we don't know. Yeah, we haven't. Know we haven't we're going to find out. Yeah, exactly. I've never actually seen this movie. I'm watching it one minute at a time. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so until then, check us out on Twitter at GoodfellasMin. All right, and you can follow us on Instagram at Goodfellas Minute, and you can find all of our episodes and all the other information, all the feeds, all that fun stuff, everything you need for to hook, hook onto this podcast over at our website at GoodfellasMinute.com. And like we mentioned earlier, if you like comic books, check out our sister site iFanboy.com and check out our weekly podcast there. Uh, so until tomorrow, I'm Ron. I'm Connor, and I'm Josh. Or will I go from a rags to return? My fate is up.